You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 87. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tuffman. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I want to have a conversation about something that's a little difficult for me to talk about. And it's difficult for me to talk about because I've been the victim of it my whole adult life. And that is fat shaming, the scarlet F that those of us who live in bigger bodies wear as we go about living our lives. And I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance that either you too have been the victim of fat shaming, or you certainly know someone who has. And, you know, it's not something that we talk about very often. And I think the reason is simply because it is just really uncomfortable. And I'll talk a little bit more about the reason why that is the case in, in, in just a little bit. But you know, this, I started thinking more about this after my mom and I went on a Caribbean cruise together um, back in the fall last year. And I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise, but you know, there's people of all ages, all sizes and shapes, all colors, you just like different languages, everything, you name it, it is a very diverse population. And on the cruises that I've been on anyways, they also assign you set seating for dinner time if you eat in the main dining room. And that usually means sitting with the same people who have also been assigned to that table with you. Now, I'm guessing because I was with my mom, who's in her 70s, we were we were assigned a table with a bunch of elderly couples who were not shy about really describing their beliefs about women in particular and what they should or should not be wearing at the dinner table, what they should or should not be wearing on a cruise in general, and definitely their opinions on bigger women wearing bathing suits by the pool. And I had heard so many of these comments that at some point, I just had to pipe up at dinner and say, listen, I truly believe that every woman on this ship has the right to wear whatever the hell she wants to at dinner or by the pool. And, you know, that just kind of shut everybody up. And we we moved on to the next topic of conversation. And, and nobody made any points like that at, at the dinner table again. But What's important to note from that conversation is just how, you know, everybody piped up right away and agreed. Heads were nodding. People were, you know, saying yes. And I was just getting angry and angrier and angrier as I listened to these comments. And <clears throat> I think some of these beliefs are just so deeply ingrained. And, you know, I'm told from parents and, you know, colleagues of mine, friends of mine who have kids that attitudes may be changing, but I, I don't see it. And, you know, maybe this is a generational thing. And perhaps I belong to a generation where, you know, fat shaming is very much ingrained. I don't know. But regardless, I came home from that trip and I posted, I posted about this, 
you know, this, these conversations I had at the dinner table on my personal Facebook feed. And I had numerous friends write back that, you know, this has happened to them, and they hear it all the time. And the question was, what are we supposed to do about it? And I promised to do a podcast episode on that. So here we are doing that today. And, you know, I've had to spend a fair amount of time, you know, thinking about this, because it's not easy. I don't, I don't think it's easy dealing with any of this, especially if you also happen to live in a bigger body. And here's the reason why I think that, you know, this is so difficult for us. So, you know, you often hear the terms weight stigma and weight bias being thrown around. And I just want to define for you first what these terms actually mean and why they're important. So when we talk about weight stigma, what we're talking about is society really just devaluing people who live in a larger body size. And this is very much a culturally defined thing. So in my culture here in North America, this is very much the case. There are other cultures elsewhere in the world where bigger bodies are revered, right? So this this isn't a universal thing. This is definitely a cultural thing. And how this manifests are with these, you know, deep-seated, you know, beliefs that, you know, for example, fat people are lazy and lack any sort of discipline or or, or willpower, right? Like that's just a common belief that you hear um, people express when they talk about the traits that they believe um, fat people have. And, you know, the irony about all of this is that if you actually look at the studies, Fat people take more daily steps per day than anybody else. I mean, it's just so mind-blowing how wrong people are when they label fat people with these terms, such as, you know, lazy or lacking willpower. So that's weight stigma. Now, what tends to happen when these stigmatizations are prevalent in a society is that people who embody those beliefs, so people who actually live in a bigger body and hear these comments made about bigger bodies all the time, internalize that message. And we call that internalized weight stigma, right? And this isn't always a conscious, uh, you know, a conscious thing. And in the show notes for this episode, a link to um, a Harvard website that has to do with implicit bias, which which is really just the broader term for these these stigmatizations that we hold um, inside of ourselves. So you can go and do this quiz to actually determine if you also have some internalized weight um, bias, because most of us who live in bigger bodies do. And because we have this internalized weight stigma, we believe these things about ourselves on some level. So again, we may not necessarily believe it consciously, but on some level, we hold this belief that because we are fat, we are also lazy and have no discipline and aren't worthy, etc., etc. Okay, so weight stigma is a little bit different than weight bias. So when we talk about weight bias, we're talking about all of these negative beliefs or stereotypes that result in unfair treatment or discrimination. So there is oodles of evidence to suggest that weight bias is absolutely rampant everywhere. We see it in our education systems. We see it in the workplace. We even see it in the doctor-patient relationship. And in fact, weight bias is such a huge problem in the medical system that I'm going to do a whole other episode on what you can do to advocate for yourself as a fat person when you go and, and visit your doctor, because this is a real problem. 
But today, what I want to talk about is weight stigma, this idea of people being in bigger bodies, being less valued and, and, and less worthy. And so the question that was asked of me on my Facebook page is, how should we respond to people who are engaging in fat shaming? And I think it's such an important question for me to answer because fat shaming is demoralizing. And it doesn't matter if you are a fat person or not to hear these negative messages day in and day out on social media, in entertainment, on TV, in the news, everywhere. It's it's something that we take in and it's it's contagious, right? I mean, fat shaming causes more fat shaming, causes more fat shaming, and it just ends up in this cycle that we cannot help but be a part of unless we consciously choose to step back and take a different stance. So when I was thinking about this, I, I think there's there's three different ways that we need to approach this problem. So the first is, what do we do when people say negative things to you about your body? That's number one. And then number two is, what do you do when you hear friends or loved ones or colleagues talk negatively about their own body? And then the third one is like what I experienced on that cruise. What do you do when you hear people talking negatively about bodies in general? So I'd like to address the approach that I think I would take in all three of these um, situations. And so I want to talk about you know, I want to I, I want to talk about how to approach people talking negatively about their own bodies first. And, you know, I think I think why it's so important to do this is because if you are hearing a friend talk negatively about themselves, like this fat talk, we know it's associated with increased negative body association, right? Like negative body dissatisfaction even. And it's hard not to internalize those messages, especially if you're hearing it from a friend, right? We, we, we do this all the time, right? So I think it's super important that we learn how to be honest with our friends and our colleagues and our family members about how hurtful it is for everyone involved when we engage in in fat talk, okay? So I think if you hear a friend say something negative about their body, if they, you know, talk about their fat ass, you know, if they talk about their belly, um, if they talk about, you know, anything in a negative way about their body, I think the first step is to um, actually see if you can figure out where their comments are coming from. And this might be just taking a moment to look at their body language to, um, you know, take in the tone of their voice or to maybe even engage in a conversation with them about this. And I think why it's important is because I think we need to take a different approach if somebody is saying it because they truly hate their body versus it's what they think they have to say in this fat shaming society that we live in, right? Because it may be that your friend actually feels quite fine with their body, but they're afraid to actually admit that in public because it's just not okay in our society to live in a bigger body, right? So I think distinguishing those two things is is really important. And I think another thing is we also just get in the habit of disparaging ourselves in front of others. And we do this not just, you know, in terms of our bodies, but, you know, with everything. We, we, we tend to, especially as women, I think, like to downplay play ourselves so that we don't make anybody else around us feel bad. So I think it's important to distinguish, you know, what the motivations are um, behind 
other people's comments when they're talking about their own their own bodies. And while you're doing this, I want to emphasize that it's super important that you you know you never want to diminish somebody else's concerns. So if they are truly expressing honesty, if they're if you know if if they truly dislike or even hate their body and that's what they're communicating to you, you don't want to dismiss that. Those feelings are valid, but you may want to encourage them to talk to a mental health professional or a therapist or even just have a conversation with you about why they hate their body and what you can do to support them to come to a place of self-love. Because, you know, as we all know, that itself is not an easy journey. And, you know, just offer to talk about it, right? Why do you feel the need to put your body down? Do you really dislike your body? You know, what 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 can we do together to move you through this? And, you know, I think if if the motivation behind your friend's comments is really to just get some reassurance from you, like if she's fishing for a compliment, like that's totally fine. We all do that. But just tell your friend, you know, I I totally get your need for reassurance here, but shaming yourself is not the way to do it. So in the future, if you want some reassurance, you know, let's talk about another way that you can ask me for that instead. So, you know, taking that um, sort of, approach with them. The next key, I think, when it comes to your friends who are body shaming themselves is to not empathize with them, right? I think the tendency for most of us would be you know, if a friend says, oh, I hate my fat ass, and then, you know, you're going to say, oh my God, I hate mine too. And, you know, I'm so tired of not being able to find clothes that fit. And, you know, while we're at it, I really wish I could get rid of my cankles because I hate them too, right? That's what we tend to want to do. Like we just want to um, enter into that, you know, pity party, you know, so to speak, and start um, fat shaming ourselves too. And obviously you want to avoid um, doing that. And like, it's it's just a knee jerk reaction, I think, for us to do that. And so you need to be intentional of catching yourself when you feel like that's where you want to go and take a step back and be more thoughtful about how you want to respond. You know, the the last thing that you want to do is start putting yourself down because that's not going to help either one of you. And so again, it can be helpful in this situation to just find out what exactly it is that they're wanting from you when they make negative con- uh, comments about their their own body. Related to that is you don't want to try to convince your friend they're wrong because that's going to invalidate their feelings. So I think a lot of us have the instinct to do that too. So, you know, if if your friend says, oh my God, I'm so fat, you don't want to say, oh, no, you're not. You know, you look fine because that, you know, that just comes across as condescending and insincere and it, it, it just doesn't help move the conversation forward, um, particularly when it comes to, to body shaming. We have to, we have to understand that people's feelings are, are legitimate. So if she's actually feeling this way about her body and you just dismiss it like that, she's going to feel very invalidated and probably a little bit worse about herself. So you just want to be, you just want to be careful with that. 
Like really what we want to avoid with all of this is to, is to not give body shaming any more airtime than what is absolutely necessary. And, you know, depending on the situation and the relationship, if you feel safe and comfortable, another strategy is to just be very explicit about what you are and are not willing to hear from your friend, right? So, if you if you feel like you can tell your friend, you know, listen, I don't want to hear you or me or any of our friends talk negatively about their bodies anymore. I think it's a real problem that we look at ourselves this way. And I think that when we complain to each other about our bodies, we're just perpetuating the whole cycle of, of fat shaming. So can we make a pact to just not talk this way to each other anymore? Right? So if you feel safe having that type of conversation with your friend, I think that's that's probably the best strategy, keeping in mind all of those other um, you know tips and suggestions I I gave you earlier. And finally, I just want to say when you are addressing this with your friend to just have some compassion, because remember that most of us have this internalized weight stigma. It's super uncomfortable to have these conversations, um, especially if you want to open up and be honest about how you're really feeling about your body and, you know, talking about where all the weight stigma comes from and how it affects us in our day-to-day lives. You just need to approach all of that with a, a fair amount of compassion. And I think you also need to be honest about how it impacts you and saying, you know, it's actually hurtful for me to hear you talk about yourself this way. And when I hear you talk negatively about yourself, my thoughts automatically jump to all the things I don't like about myself either. And that just doesn't feel good. So it's actually hurtful when we have conversations that um, when, when we're putting each other or putting ourselves down. All right. And then if if the comments are coming up in the context of a relationship where there is no safety for you or you just don't feel comfortable having that explicit conversation, a strategy is always to just walk away from the conversation. And I think like this this is sometimes things that we have to do um, if we're out in public or if if it's like a colleague or somebody that you you don't have a great relationship with is is making these comments sometimes the best strategy is to just you know not not acknowledge the comment just kind of move the conversation on to the next topic and and leave it at that I think that might be this the safe way out and it's certainly a hell of a lot better than engaging in you know empathy or agreeing with them when they say things like that, because I think that, you know, as as we've talked about, causes more damage and simply just walking away and stepping aside um, from from that conversation might be the only option that you have in, in some different social circumstances. And then, you know, finally, just if you do feel comfortable with your circle of friends to to even just initiate a conversation at a safe place and a safe time to just say, hey, listen, you know, I think a lot of us talk negatively about our bodies and I'd like to challenge us to try something different and just see if you can engage your friends in a conversation about what weight stigma means, how everybody experiences it in their own way, what the effects are, maybe do a little research. Um, together, a little reading together, or come up with a challenge amongst your group of friends where you will choose to compliment each 
each other and compliment yourself, you know, in a Facebook group or in a chat, you know, text group on your phone, you know, just commit as as a group in your circle of friends to intentionally embrace a more body positive approach to the way that you talk to each other and about each other as well. So I think I think that is you know, the best strategy outside of, you know, those immediate conversations when people are making negative comments about the body is to just actually set aside time to have a conversation about it. And then the next piece that I'd like to talk about is how to respond when somebody is actually fat shaming you. Now, in my experience, this actually happens rarely out in public, but it happens inside my family. It sometimes happens at work. Um, Occasionally, strangers will say something, you know, stupid to me at the grocery store. And, you know, if you listen to the very first episode of this podcast, I talked about, you know, things men have said to me on dates when I was younger. So, you know, it definitely... It definitely comes out there, um, but I think most of us tend to experience it inside closer relationships. And so I'd like to talk about a few strategies that you can use if somebody's specifically fat shaming you. And I think the first thing is to remember that everybody has their own internalized weight stigma as well. Um, So if comments are coming from somebody else who's, who, you you know, I I think this commonly happens between mothers and daughters or grandmothers and, and, you know, granddaughters. And, you know, my, my grandmother used to always make comments about my weight and my legs in particular. And, you know, my grandmother was a woman who was always very well put together. She got her hair done all the time. She was always dressed to the nines, um, had more shoes than, you know, anybody else I knew and clearly was very, uh, her, her appearance and how she looked to the outside world was clearly very, very important to her. And so I didn't know it at the time, but now when I look back at the hurtful comments she used to tell me about my, my, my legs and my weight, I know that that was coming from her own internalized weight stigma or at least her body image stigma, right? And so it, there's absolutely no excuse for the way that she talked to me and there would never be any excuse for anybody ever fat shaming you either. But I think just understanding that sometimes these comments are not necessarily coming from a place of wanting to hurt you, but instead coming from a place of their own internal weight bias. And so while I encourage you to never tolerate people talking negatively to you about your body, I think we have to remember that there also has to be a little bit of education that goes on because I... I'm guessing that in a lot of instances, people aren't making these comments to hurt. They're making these comments because they don't know better and they're coming from their own internal weight bias that they're not even conscious of the fact that they have, right? So um, along that lines, I think I think dealing with this in, in your family and with, with people who are close to you requires a little bit of patience because it takes time to change people's attitudes and beliefs about something, um, especially if they're not necessarily consciously aware that they have them. And so in the meantime, while you are educating your family about the effects of fat shaming, why it's hurtful and why we shouldn't be in engaging in it. You also have to do some work around placing boundaries inside your relationships. And that really means being clear with family members that talking about your body just isn't an option, right? And you may want to have conversations 
along the lines of if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. But I think I would advocate for just taking talking about your body off the table as a potential topic of conversation at any time. And, you know, just make it clear that if we're going to talk about weight or our bodies, I'm going to step away from that conversation. And then if the topic of weight or your body ever comes up, then you need to follow through with that and actually step away from the conversation. While you're playing the long game of trying to re-educate your family about why why it's so hurtful when you talk negatively about your body. And and also, you know, educating people about the fact that internalized weight stigma exists because many of the women around us and, and men too have just been socialized to believe that we're expected to be thin, that there's something wrong with us, that we're other if we're fat, right? So it just takes so much time to change to change people's minds on on these issues. And I also just want to reiterate that, you know, it's it's okay to be upset if people are making negative comments about your body. I, I feel like sometimes we just, you know, suck it up and laugh it off or even agree when people talk negative about ourselves, but it hurts and you often feel ashamed and embarrassed when these comments are made towards you. And it's important to acknowledge those feelings. Those are valid. And you're feeling those things because what what people are saying to you is resonating with that internal weight bias that you have. So when you're having these these hurtful feelings, it is only because part of you believes it tr- b- believes it's true. And so I think the final piece of dealing with other people who are talking negative about your body is to actually focus on yourself, focusing on healing your relationship with yourself and your body while you're doing all of these other efforts to to educate your family as well. So I would recommend having a self-care routine. So scheduling time every day to, you know, be with your body and treat it well and just send yourself the message that your body is a thing worth celebrating. And, you know, working on treating yourself better, because I think when when we're constantly getting these messages that our bodies are not good enough, it's really hard to treat our bodies well, right? If you don't value something, you don't treat it well. Like just 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 take a look around all of the items you have in your house, right? Like things that are important to you are placed in prominent places where everyone can see them. You take care of them. Maybe you dust them from time to time, right? You yell at the kids if, if they touch it. Like like we, we, we treat things that are important to us with high regard. And then if you look at things that are less, you know, important to you, they're like, you know, dusty and hidden under the bed and or, you know, shoved in a corner somewhere. And that's what we do to our bodies when we don't value them. So just starting to take actions that tell your body that it's valued will help heal your own internal weight stigma. And I also recommend just having some body positive spaces to go. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, you have to be super intentional about this. So, you know, example is just cleaning up your social media. So if you're following, you know, a bunch of 
people who, you know, live in impossibly thin bodies and are using filters on all their photos and are setting, you know, completely unrealistic ideals for you, you know, just don't follow those people. There are so many body positive spaces on the internet. Seek them out. Find the spaces on your social media and online that you feel um, comfortable in and that resonate with you and spend more time there instead of scrolling through people's filtered, you know, perfect lives on social media. And another practice I recommend engaging in to help heal your own internal weight stigma is to just take a moment every day to identify something about your body that you like. And if you can't find something you like, just, you know, find something that you tolerate, right? And just acknowledge it every day. You know, you don't have to get naked in front of the mirror and do like this whole self-love thing, but just pick something that you either like or tolerate or that you're grateful for. Even it's as as simple as, as saying, you know, today I'm grateful for my legs that are carrying me around the world today, right? Today I am grateful for my fingers that let me type, like w- whatever it is, just be intentional about finding something about your body that you can be positive about. And then if you have people around you who embrace body positivity, just try spending more time time with them. See if you can listen to how they talk about themselves or how they talk about weight or bodies in general and see if you can start to emulate that. Now, again, you have to actually go intentionally look for this because the default for most of us in society is to talk negative about weight and bodies. So, um, you, you know, you need to be very intentional about finding this. And, you know, I've gone looking in my own city, you know, for spaces that that might be helpful. And there are little, little meetup groups and little communities, you know, specifically for this. So wherever you live, just do a little Google search, you know, look, look up things on on meetup or other other groups that meet in person and just see if there's a space where you can go to just have open conversations about body positivity and weight stigma and what all of that means. So the third category is when you're hearing people um, talk shit about fat people or about people in bigger bodies in general, kind of like what I experienced on the cruise with my mom, where I was just hearing these elderly people talk about how inappropriate it was for fat women to wear bathing suits by the pool on a cruise ship. And, you know, I think... I think that maybe this one takes a little bit more courage or bravery to address, but I think it might be one of the more important things that we can do if we want to heal the world of of fat talk, right? I think, again, it starts with just having that little bit of compassion and understanding that a lot of this talk is probably coming from their own internalized weight stigma and you know, they've they've taken on the belief that fat people are lazy and have no discipline and lack willpower and are not worthy and are somehow less than than people who are thin. And so in their minds, they're going to be ridiculed if they say anything positive about people because that makes them the different person, right? So I think there needs to be just a little bit of understanding of where these comments are coming from. And again, I want to I want to emphasize that when I say that, I am not suggesting that it's okay for people to make these comments. It is 100% never okay to make these comments, but understanding where they come from can help you formulate a response that is going to hit home for them, 
right? And so I think, I think, again, we have a couple of options. So if you're in a social situation where it is actually safe for you to speak up, then you can do exactly what I did and say, well, actually, I believe that Every woman is allowed to wear a bathing suit around the pool on a cruise ship, and it doesn't matter what her bodies look like, right? Saying comments like that and hopefully engaging in a conversation after that to explain why you believe that is the case. And also just pointing out that, you know what, hey, it's quite hurtful to other people when you say comments like that, like just calling people out. And then I think the more the most important thing that you can do in terms of of this issue of, of addressing all the fat shaming that you hear happening around you is to educate yourself on the issue of fat talk and fat shaming and the weight stigma that we experience. Because I think even those of us who live in bigger bodies have a, you know, have a poor understanding of what the issues really are. And then that makes it difficult to actually talk and educate other people about it. So spend a little time on Google, read a couple of books. Um, I'll actually list, um, some books for you in in the show notes that you can uh, reference to learn a little bit more about the body positivity movement and how to talk about fat shaming and why it's important to walk away from it. Um, And remember, again, that it can feel uncomfortable for you to do this because of your own internalized weight stigma. And so continuing to do the work on yourself in terms of learning to love and appreciate your own body will go a long way in helping to educate others. So I know this is a pretty heavy topic, but I hope through the course of this episode, you were able to take away one or two things that you can do in your own life to address this issue of fat shaming. In the meantime, do what you can to remove that scarlet F from your own sweater Um, because I don't think we can change the world if we don't change ourselves first. And so I'll leave you with the final message that you are beautiful and you are worthy and you are valued in the body you have right now, no matter what shape, size, or color it is. All right, I'll see you again next week.